Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. In today's episode, we're going to be covering Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, the movie just dropped. It's a sequel to, obviously, Doctor Strange and everything like that. Now, a lot of people were wondering, what should I be watching to pick up on these two films, to pick up on this film? Uh, do I have to watch anything in correlations? Uh, to be honest, yes. If you have not watched, obviously, the first Doctor Strange, if you have not watched um, the WandaVision show and the What If show, you're probably not going to be too familiar with a lot of what's going on in the show as far as the storyline goes. Uh, But anyways, I'm not going to get into the overall storylines. I'm actually going to save that for a spoiler episode because I want to give everybody the opportunity to go see it so this episode is going to be spoiler free i'm not going to give away anything even though i think the damn uh the tv spots have done a fantastic job of doing that and things like that to see you know kind of give away a lot of the mysterious uh stuff that goes on my opinion in my opinion there's gonna be a little bit of sidetrack here but in my opinion when you go to the movie theater and they show you trailers and everything like that of upcoming stuff that should be the only time you see or you should know when stuff is coming out and i mean it worked so well in the 90s and the 2000s but now that the the digital age and the um the whole social media thing and all this internet bullshit and every all these you know set photos getting leaked and all that stuff it's kind of ruined anticipation for movies and things like that and then the tv spots are just going way too far with showing stuff that is you know in the movie and it's like come on now my whole thing when the trailer first dropped like if you watch the end of spider-man no way home the the they had like a two minute two and a half minute trailer for the multiverse of madness which was fine that was totally fine i i i like that if you want to put the trailer at the end of another movie that is totally fine with me um but you know when you drop the trailer online or you know stuff like that and and it's kind of it's in my opinion it's disappointing it kind of ruins the mystique about it i like to be hyped i like to get excited like once i see the trailer i don't see it again i don't want to watch anything else i don't want to watch trailer number two i don't want to watch extended clips i don't want to watch tv spots i try to avoid all that as much as possible um and i did that i only saw the only trailer that i saw was the trailer they showed at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home because I think about a week later they dropped it on online all social media platforms had it and stuff like that. But anyways, let's go. I'm going to go I'm going to give you my thoughts on the movie. Benedict Cumberbatch kills it once again as Doctor Strange. Elizabeth Olsen is in the movie uh playing Scarlet Witch. There's a new character by the name of America Chavez. I don't know that girl's name. I don't know the young girl that plays her Benedict Wong is back as Wong again, and um, uh, and then of course Rachel McAdams is also back as uh, Christine, and things like that. So you basically basically everybody from the first film, and including with the exception of of um, every principal character from the first film has returned to this film, with the exception of Scarlet Witch and America Chavez, who. Scarlet Witch, have you've seen in other stuff? Like if you've seen, you know, if you've been watching the Marvel movies, you kind of know who she is and things like that. To whereas America Chavez is probably brand, brand spanking new, you know, unless you read the comic books. Like I've never heard of her, 
really at all. Uh, I, I don't know her backstory, don't know her power, don't know who she really is, and things like that. But I gotta say, the I thought it was kind of funny how Doctor Strange went from teaming with this teenage boy about this whole multiverse thing uh, in Spider-Man to then go into this teenage girl dealing with this multiverse thing in Multiverse of Madness and everything like that. Uh, I thought it was very interesting. The dynamics between the two, like the relationship he has with Peter and the relationship he has with America are two different things. You have a kid who's got the weight of the world on his shoulders trying to be this friendly neighborhood Spider-Man to where the America Chavez character is a little bit more afraid of her own abilities to where Spider-Man has kind of accepted the role as the hero and you know with great power comes great responsibility is what we got at the end of that film to whereas America Chavez strange understands that she's never really done anything like this before at all and and to be honest it it there's a much there's a similar yet different dichotomy between the two relationships that strange has with the teenage boy accepting the role as the hero to whereas and the teenage girl who is kind of kind of coming into her own who of who rather than running away from who she ultimately will become strange teaches her to embrace and you know do the right thing things like that you know obviously that's what heroes do and things like that i thought that was a very interesting there's there's a great chemistry between him and her and i thought that was really good um Wong is back, of course, and I think Benedict Wong is an amazing actor. He's funny. He fits that role perfectly. His role in... He's come a long way since the first film, you know, to kind of being the teacher, to the apprentice, to the sidekick, and now, you know, the head honcho, the Sorcerer Supreme, and uh, things like that. Rachel McAdams as Christine really goes through a, a, a drastic change from her role in part one, and then obviously, you know, we meet... Uh, Rachel McAdams in this multiverse world and things like that so it's similar but different in, in a lot of ways it's different from the, like the characters the characters are two different characters you have one Christine who's the the assistant and always there for Strange to whereas this one who has kind of already had a history with Strange but understands that you know he's accepted he, his role in the world is something that you know she's never going to be able to fully understand and that's okay but she also knows that you know that's his fight and that's one thing he can that she cannot really accept with him and things like that and there's much more baggage in the second one and i don't want to get into it because that'll give it away so we're going to save that for another episode but overall rachel mcadams gives a much better performance to be honest the standout performance in this entire movie is elizabeth olsen her story arc uh Basically, if you have not watched WandaVision, like the stuff that you got to watch before this, I said, you know, the first, um, obviously you got to watch the first Doctor Strange, but you also got to watch WandaVision to understand where Wanda's coming from in this story because she's kind of both, she's both the tortured hero and the main antagonist in a way. And really the main antagonist in a way because... Her, if you look at her journey, the char- the the what she goes through in WandaVision really kind of sets her up for what is about to happen in Multiverse of Madness. Now, even though she has somewhat of a happy ending at the end of of uh, WandaVision, it clearly sets up for something greater in Multiverse of Madness, and 
and things like that. And Elizabeth Olsen nails it. Like when she goes from being Wanda Maximoff, the girl who is there to help everybody and, you know, just wants to have a normal life and then turns into the Scarlet Witch, almost kind of like the Enchantress character, you know, something dark within her or even the Phoenix character like they did in the X-Men series and things like that. That 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 kind of role is given to the Scarlet Witch, to Wanda Maximoff, that she's kind of struggling internally with being both the hero and then kind of, you know, going out and doing what she wants to, not necessarily doing what she wants to do, but finding her own happiness at any cost. She basically turns into Thanos. She sees the world as, she sees the perfect world. She can, she knows she can create the perfect world and she has no, she has no disregard to how to do it and things like that. That's what kind of makes her dangerous. And that's what I loved about the character in this film. Uh, the performance that she goes through, you honestly, you look at her, when we first meet her in Age of Ultron, she's a young girl developing these powers, and you understand her motivations when she joins up with Ultron, you understand when she kind of becomes um, her own type of character in Civil War, being afraid of, being afraid of the fact that the world fear, fears her and things like that and then going into Infinity War and Endgame and seeing that you know the only person that really understands her really understands her is this synthetic android who eventually you know bites the dust at the end of that film but te technically she 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 puts all of that weight on her knowing the fact that not only did she kill the only man that she loved but then she had to watch that man get regenerated and then killed again by Thanos and things like that but man that this her performance in this film Elizabeth Olsen is really good she it's like she took she takes the brutality not I want to say brutality like the ferocity of Hela in Thor Ragnarok the idea that this goddess can you know get a lot of shit done and really really cause problems for our heroes take that ferocity and combine it with the I guess the 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 outlook and the the motivation of Thanos and that's what we get out of Scarlet Witch in this second film. And it's it it really is great. It's a fantastic performance. You really understand her pain, you understand where she comes from and you understand her motivations. At the same time, the same way we understood Thanos, you understand that Thanos is trying to save not necessarily save the world but more so cleanse it and but he doesn't understand that the fact that wiping out half humanity you know could in the long run yeah that might work to whereas uh uh wanda's plan is kind of similar but she doesn't really care about you know ramifications or collateral damage in a way as long as she's happy she's all right as long as Thanos gets what he's won he's going to be okay and things like that and clearly we can't you know dr strange and and the Avengers couldn't allow that to happen. You know, the Avengers with Thanos and Doctor Strange here in Multiverse of Madness. Sam Raimi, man, I, a lot of people were saying that this was going to be the, you know, Marvel's first dark film. And it really was. And I don't think anybody could have done it better than Sam Raimi. Now, I've, I've read a report, and I don't know how true this is, but I read a report that Scott Derrickson, the guy who directed the first film... You know, he had an outline of where he wanted to go with this film, wanted to go a much more darker. Now, from my understanding, the script that he had and, the and, you know, the storyboards that they made for him, 
was going to be a lot darker than what Sam Raimi just put out. And I think that's why he was kind of, he not I don't want to say booted from the project, but that's where I kind of see the rift between him and Kevin Feige. Like, ah, we don't want to go too dark because, you know, at the end of the day, this is still a Disney film. So when they bring in Sam Raimi, this film had a lot of earmarks, you know, going to Spider-Man 2. Uh, you know, the Tobey Maguire and Alfred Molina film and things like that. It had a lot of earmarks compared to it. It was it Spider-Man 2 was a much darker film compared to the one that came before it. Multiverse of Madness was a much darker film than what came before it. Something about Sam Raimi, you know, he brings an element of horror to it. And this felt like a dark horror film. It's like it's a dark horror film that can that Disney can get away with. You know, if Disney gives it the thumbs up and the green light and Sam Raimi, you know, Sam Raimi puts his horror elements in it, you got yourself a film. I can see why they brought him in. I'm also kind of a little bit upset that, you know, because when I read Scott uh, Scott Derrickson's script and how dark it was going to be and things like that, I would have I would have loved that. But I know, you know, Kevin Feige and Marvel weren't going to go for that. However, I'm still satisfied with what we got. Sam Raimi pulled it off nicely. Um... You know, he took what he had. You know, he already had an established foundation. You know, rather than him kind of, you know, starting from scratch and then, you know, running with the ball, the ball's been given to him and things like that. And Sam Raimi said, you know, it's probably the best thing he's ever done because Kevin Feige was so open about it. Whatever Sam Raimi needed to make a great film, Kevin Feige was going to do it, and they nailed it. They nailed this film. This was a really good movie. Um, much better than the first. I don't want to say... I, I to be honest, I will say it cracks the top ten Marvel films as far as MCU films of all time. Uh, I, I really do think it's going to crack the top ten. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, notwithstanding, you know that movie does look good, and I'm excited to see what they where they go with that. Uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. You know we haven't seen anything from that, but you know from what I hear. You know, it all looks good, and unfortunately, yeah, we got to deal with the fact that Chad Bozeman is not going to be in it, but we'll see what happens. But as far as the multiverse of madness, everything about this film was top-notch. You know, I, I, I want to get into a little bit more, but I can't. So, you know, like I said, I will be doing a spoiler review sometime this week, uh, so be on the lookout for that. This is just going to be a spoiler, a spoiler-free. I'm going to give my overall, I gave my overall opinion, and I think this movie's really good. You know, there are some, you know, you know, points, plot points here and there that don't make a whole lot of sense. And there are some plot holes in there that, you know, don't make a whole lot of sense either. But at the same time, I think Sam Raimi's first outing in an MCU film was a good one. Uh, Doctor Strange definitely has a great sequel because, you know, a lot of times with the exception of maybe the Winter Soldier. Yeah, to be honest, with the exception of the Winter Soldier, not too many sequels have been great. You know what I mean? Like, with Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and Spider-Man Far From Home. They're the only good part twos in all of the Marvel films that have either, that are either as good as the first one or better. And I think Multiverse of Madness is definitely going to join that, that that very small list, you know, of it, of it being not only a great movie, but also better than the first one. Benedict Cumberbatch nails it. Elizabeth Olsen is very, very good as uh, Scarlet Witch and everybody brings their A-game in this film overall I gotta give it a 9 out of 10 I gotta give it you know 9 out of 10 top to bottom Sam Raimi amazing job he's a fantastic director I really hope that 
This is not the last time we see Sam Raimi in the MCU. If they are going to do a third film, I would like to see Sam Raimi come back. I would like to see him do more MCU projects. Um, but anyways, guys, that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode. Uh, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's uh, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, um, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcast from. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets, The Madhouse 21, Instagram and Twitter. Be sure to drop me a line. What did you guys think of Multiverse of Madness? What was your favorite part? Do you think is where do you rank it as far as MCU films? I mean, hell, where do you rank it as much? Well, I don't think I should say that. I was going to say, where do you rank it as far as uh, Sam Raimi films? Because Sam Raimi has done some amazing films in his day and things like that. But we're going to save that for another time. Uh, but anyways, guys, uh, be on the lookout for more episodes as they come. I uh, believe the, uh, the first Doctor Strange film is going to be covered in another episode. So be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for more episodes as they drop i am going to be covering my moon knight special is already out my star wars special is already out so be uh, looking for those looking for more stuff as they drop i will be covering films that have dropped on um that have dropped on uh streaming services and things like that so be on the lookout for those as they come out and as always guys be sure to embrace your inner madness <laughs>